Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get started. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program. It is Wednesday, hump day, the 11th day of August, 2021. Almost eight consecutive full months of the Gropey Joe Cameltoe administration. Things are no better off now than when he and she spent a whole year bashing Donald Trump, claiming that he did not have a handle on the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, the Kung Fu Wuhan flu, the China virus. Yes, it's no better. In fact, in many cities throughout the United States right now, draconian lockdowns are getting ready to be put back into place. Schools are getting ready to be canceled again to pander to the teachers unions who no longer want their members to have to drive all the way to a school and actually, you know, teach. In New York City, the old men who know better, those old men who survived World War II, who survived the Korean conflict, who sit and play checkers in Central Park are laughing at the American people right now. Let's see if we can step in on one conversation. It's about time you got here to play checkers, Goldstein. I was beginning to think you got run over by the bus. Mm -hmm. Or worse, I thought you were going to come or call and say you weren't coming because of the COVID. (laughs) Stupid COVID. Mm. You believe these morons about the stupid COVID. Mm It's the flu, Goldstein. It's the flu. <laughs> Suddenly, they make up a new name for an old flu. And these potses, these mm. schlemiels responsible, spend two whole years trying to <laughs> trick the people and bamboozle the whole bunch of you. I'm telling you, Goldstein, follow the money. Mm. Always with the follow the money. <laughs> Always with the news, the governor, and the mayor, and the guys on the television, all the time, day and night. <laughs> COVID, COVID, COVID. Jeez, I'm so sick of the COVID. Mm-hmm. These bozos, these prostax lemils, they're trying to tell you to wear the stupid mask mm-hmm. against the teenagers' little particles called the COVID. Mm-hmm. When Bernard at the bagel shop was mm-hmm. sitting here yesterday, he tells me the mask is worthless. Mm-hmm. He says he makes the bagels every day. Mm-hmm. He wears the Fakaska mask mm-hmm. on his face. After he finished making the bagel, he takes off the mask, mm. and the bagel dust particles much bigger than mm-hmm. stupid COVID germs say on his face. <laughs> so he proves the masks are kadokus, useless. Mm. And the fuchi, what a schlemiel, <laughs> what an oystila, mm. what a mumza. Conniving bastard is what I call him. Mm. And that Biden, what a putz, <laughs> what a moron coca, mm. what an amorets. Mm. That old fart doesn't know his ass from a hat. Mm-hmm. He reads from the cue cards every day. Mm-hmm. He tells us, COVID, COVID, COVID. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was going to be the savior of the world. Mm-hmm. He say, I'm going to fix the COVID. Mm-hmm. Eight months he's been in office. Eight months he's done nothing. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing. Putz. Mm-hmm. And the people like you, Goldstein. Mm-hmm. You sit, you wring your hands every day. Mm-hmm. You worry about COVID. COVID is flu. (laughs) Why do you think no cases of flu? For two years? Mm. Where did flu go? Outer space? No. (laughs) Flu is COVID. Mm. 
respiratory ailment. They make it in a lab. Mm. First in North Carolina, then they move operation to mm. China. And then they want you to put a needle in your arm. Might as well put bullet in your head. Mm-hmm. Covid vaccine. It is all a joke. Mm-hmm. They're trying to put the RNA in your blood. Mm-hmm. They want to make you dependent upon vaccination. Mm-hmm. Soon, it will come out. If you receive vaccination two years ago, and you do not get new vaccination, mm-hmm. you will die. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. I know guys that wore gold stars on their chest. Mm-hmm. I know guys who were tattooed and put into concentration camps. I know from this, Goldstein. Mm. Be warned, I am telling you. Now let's play checkers. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. I want to shift gears from COVID to the $1.2 trillion so-called bipartisan infrastructure bill that is swiftly moving through passage to get to gropey Joe Biden's desk for signature. According to the Daily Mail, the pilot plan to tax drivers per mile driven is hidden in Biden's $1.2 trillion deal. Political reporter Elizabeth Elkind and Jeff Earle, deputy U.S. political editor for the DailyMail.com, wrote, American drivers could soon trade paying taxes on gas at the pump for owing the government annual per-mile user fees under a new pilot program recently passed by the Senate in Gropey Joe Biden's $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure deal. The bill passed a Senate vote on Tuesday and will now move to the House of Representatives. The massive deal puts $125 million towards exploring the possibility of a federal vehicle's miles traveled tax or a VMT, by funding the launch of federal, state, and local VMT pilot programs. It gives Transportation Secretary Homosexual Pete Buttigieg, or Buttigieg as he pronounces it now, the ability to award grants to local and regional entities to carry out pilot projects of the new Vehicle Miles Traveled VMT tax. Everyday drivers and commercial freight drivers from all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico will have to be enrolled in the voluntary program, according to the bill. The DOT, Department of Transportation, would calculate the driver's payments each quarter. It calls on the DOT secretary to carry out a public awareness campaign on per-mile use fees. Let me break this down for you, my friends. People who live in the inner cities who rely on public transportation or the bottoms of their calloused feet will virtually pay nothing, just like they virtually pay nothing now because they're not using gasoline at the pumps. But people who live in the suburbs, the white flight crowd who fled the inner cities, those who can afford, key word here, to live outside the city, in the suburbs or the exburbs will pay higher and higher and higher taxes for the, ready for this, privilege of driving their cars. It's going to hurt the transportation industry the most, the Ubers, the Lyfts, the taxis, and of course the -the over-the-road tractor-trailer freight 
drivers. It will also hurt Amazon's delivery fleet, UPS, FedEx. But miraculously, government entities will be exempt, like the U.S. Postal Service. This is a tax to help subsidize the Postal Service, and it's all hidden in there, and they haven't even broached that subject. Adding it to existing federal and state gas taxes rather than replacing the existing gas taxes will most certainly lead to double taxation and higher consumer prices for every family in the United States. Homosexual Pete Buttigieg told CNN back in March that's not part of the conversation about the infrastructure bill when he was asked about the VMT tax by CNN's Jake Tapper. But you will be hearing a lot more details, Booty Jedge said, in coming days about how we envision being able to fund this infrastructure deal. And again, these are carefully thought through responsible ideas that ultimately are going to be a win for the economy and need to be compared to the unaffordable cost of the status quo. Nice political stammering, Mr homosexual booty gig. It's a reversal on an earlier statement where the transportation secretary said a VMT tax was being considered, but they do about faces more than Gomer Pyle trying to figure out where he is in a march or a lineup. Critics chimed in that the tax from Pothole Pete would be considerably hurtful to people who own electric cars or who live in rural areas where distances are more miles between destinations. Tesla drivers will love this. Also, someone explained logic of fuel tax to Pothole Pete, said one Twitter user. Another Twitter user said, they're paying the tax already. It's attached to the fuel cost, while the millionaire driving the electric Tesla is paying nothing. Megan McCain, what a useless human being, was among those actually criticizing Buttigieg's comments calling the tax a way to completely screw over lower-income Americans. She tweeted, Truly brilliant want to completely screw over lower-income and middle-class Americans, and every single person living in a rural area who has to drive far to get places. Just brilliant, Pete. Truly. Some VMT tax opponents are concerned that replacing existing gas taxes would lessen the appeal of electric vehicles. Okay. Remember, Biden signed an executive order this month aimed at making half of all new vehicles sold in 2030 electric vehicles. Now that's funny. What if you take half of the gasoline cars off the shelves and replace them with electric cars? I would venture to say that every gasoline-powered car would be snapped up in an instant and the electric cars will just sit on the shelf. But under Biden's proposal for the 2030 electric gas half and half program, they wouldn't allow any more gas vehicles out there to be sold. Oh, it's reminding me more and more of the song by the Canadian rock band Rush, Red Barchetta. Take a listen to the song when you get a few moments. Listen to the words. In April of this year, 31 commercial and public transportation groups, including UPS, the Association of American Railroads, and others signed on to a letter in favor of the VMT taxes. That makes no sense. Coming from UPS, 
Motor fuel tax receipts are not keeping pace as vehicles become more fuel efficient, my friends. And the use of electric vehicles begin to surge, the groups write. The decline in motor fuel tax receipts will continue as less gasoline is used in more fuel-efficient vehicles, and the Teslas and the E-Mustangs take to the road paying zero dollars in fuel taxes. Now I'll tell you this, my friends, and mark my words, I said this on the 11th day of August 2021, the vehicle miles tax is not going to replace the fuel tax. They will find a way to do both. This way they can penalize those of us who drive gasoline and diesel vehicles by taxing us twice, once under the vehicles per mile tax, and again per gallon of fossil fuel used tax. And if you don't believe me, write it down on your calendar. You will see that I am correct and you will get double taxed once per mile and once per gallon. Stay safe at the Truth Hurts program. No remorse, no guilt, not even a tinge of guilt or responsibility goes through the White House right now as panic grips Afghanistan as a whole nation. Civilians are trying to flee the Taliban's relentless advance. Just a few days ago, I told you that the Taliban had taken over the provincial capital of one of the provinces. That number is now nine and headed for 10, 11, or 12 provinces this week. A new wave of panic has gripped Afghanistan as women and small children, even infants, are desperately trying to flee the nation as the Taliban tears through each and every province, toppling government districts like dominoes, and those who can are scrambling to leave the provincial cities for the relative safety of the capital of Kabul. It may be the only city left that the Taliban, the Islamo-terrorist group that Donald Trump had all but eliminated during his four years in office, resurges and takes over the entire country of Afghanistan, and Joe Biden sits back completely clueless to the destruction he has wrought. He is effectively pissing on the graves of every man and woman who died to free Afghanistan over decades of wild tribal skirmishes and terrorist groups like ISIS and the Taliban. Joe Biden is telling every single soldier, both American and Afghani, I don't care about the fact that your leg got blown off or your eye got shot out or you lost both arms or you now have post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm gropey Joe Biden. I'm the president of the United States. I sleep very well at night in the White House, far away from this nation that I have all but abandoned. No, I've completely abandoned. In the middle of the night, without so much as a phone call, Joe Biden pulled out all the U.S. troops and told the Taliban, pretty much like he told the Mexicans, come on in, the country is yours. He surrendered the U.S. position with zero plan in place to assist the Afghan soldiers, the Afghan 
peacekeeping forces. And the Taliban is running roughshod over that nation right now, doing what the Taliban has always done, raping women and small children, kidnapping people, killing men, killing women. Joe Biden does not care. Not one single bit. In fact, his administration has said they not only expected this, they planned for this. They knew 100% what was going to happen, and they allowed it to happen anyway. And since citizens there are not allowed to own guns, the prospect of having to fight a Taliban insurgent pretty much means you are going to die if you put up any resistance. And guess what? The Taliban is walking through and grabbing up young girls as young as 13 and saying you will marry a Taliban fighter. In fact, the prospect of having to marry a Taliban fighter was beyond the worst nightmare of a young lady named Diana Sharifi. She left her hometown of Mazur al-Sharif in northern Afghanistan this week as rumors began to swirl that the Taliban was poised to take the city and that the Taliban fighters were looking for young girls to rape and then marry and to recruit young boys to fight. That prospect was so beyond her worst nightmare. The law student, Miss Sharifi, age 21, said she would rather die than be submitted to such a fate. She said, it was fear, it was helplessness, it was anger. I had the fear of being trapped in that place and not being able to get out. Spokesman for the Taliban denied that fighters were taking young girls and boys, describing the reports as baseless propaganda as they took young girls and boys. Sharifi is one of hundreds of thousands of Afghanistan residents driven from their homes this year and seeking refuge from the fighting and the prospect of the Islamist regime that ruled the country before 2001 being put back into power. You might recall while in power the Taliban enforced the strict interpretation of Islam under which women were largely invisible in public life and could be stoned or beaten for the mildest of transgressions. If you don't know about Afghanistan, the country is divided into about 405 individual districts with their own small governing bodies. As of this morning, a long-running analysis by the Long War Journal was updated stating that right now, 233, over half of the districts are under Taliban control, 65 under Afghan government control, and 109 currently being contested, which means they will fall to the Taliban. Years, no, decades of sacrifice by United States military troops, males and females, years of deaths to our troops and Afghans' troops are all nothing to the Joe Biden administration. They don't care, not one iota. Stay Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Last Saturday night, two Chicago police officers were shot while making traffic stops on the city's south side. Those cops were simply doing their jobs. Someone was violating the law, and the police are hired and trained to do their jobs, which means sometimes stopping people for doing something illegal, like street racing or doing drifting donuts in the middle of a busy intersection where you could harm someone. The law is the law and it applies to everyone. 
Just because you are of a minority that feels like you are oppressed does not give you the free pass to violate the law. The two officers were shot while making traffic stops on the city's south side. Ella French, a 29-year-old with three years on the job, was killed. Her partner, a six-year veteran, was critically wounded. As Americans, some people will mourn and pray, but some people will actually celebrate the death of these cops or the injury of these cops as if it is some type of badge of honor now to do something evil to a law enforcement professional. There's a growing outrage knowing that if decent Americans don't come together to change the narrative now, attacks on cops will continue and will increase. Police are actually the thin blue line that separates civilization from chaos. This point has never been clearer than it is now. But the men and women who wear the badge, who maintain law and order, are now under attack, and those attacks against police are being celebrated by those on the far left. The thin blue line is getting even thinner. Around our nation, since the beginning of this year alone, according to the National Fraternal Order of Police, more than 185 cops have been shot and 35 killed by gunfire. Well, I guess that's not a big deal when you think about it. Blafrican Americans are shooting Blafrican Americans in Chicago at about that same rate every month, or maybe every week. Ambush attacks against cops have increased 126% over last year when Donald Trump was the president. And 52 ambush attacks against cops have been recorded this year alone. And that's only the first seven months. In Chicago, before last weekend's tragedy, 38 cops had been shot at and 11 were shot since January. In Chicago, alone. 79 officers were shot at during 2020, which was a 500% increase over 2019. 500% in one year. Increase. Violent gang members and criminals now feel enabled, emboldened, and motivated to kill cops. We're in a deep crisis. The question is, how the hell did we get here? Just 10 short years ago, cops were revered were honored, were respected. For the past seven years, anti-police activists, better known as progressive Democrats, left-leaning woke people, and their willing accomplices in the mainstream left-leaning media, have sent a false message that American policing is systemically racist. The narrative has been publicly disputed by too few Republicans and conservatives and even fewer police leaders. They're just taking it, turning the other cheek, and allowing themselves to be demonized in this fashion. Now we're seeing the results. Cops are getting killed wholesale. The common theme here is that there's this fake narrative that the United States of America somehow is an illegitimate, irredeemable nation of inherently racist white people running the show and that cops are the racist defenders of the evilness of American society. What happens when these lies, these false narratives are spread, is the more ignorant people pick up on it and start to believe the lie. What happens as a result of dehumanizing hate 
is the resulting violence to some people and the attacking, or let's just call it what it is, assassination of our police officers. Vilifying, castigating, demonizing the police as racist oppressors and murderers puts a target on the back of each and every cop in this nation. The lie has been the motivating factor behind the entire defund the police movement, which progressive, woke liberals are pushing and pushing and pushing, believing that if they repeat that phrase enough, the stupid people who voted them into office will actually agree and defund the cops. Many Democrat mayors, Democrat city councils, Democrat state lawmakers have tried to support the defund the police lie and the results have been disastrous. Not only have funding and manpower been stripped away from police departments, but in New York, the defund mentality has resulted in an actual anti-cop, pro-criminal legislation eliminating qualified immunity and abolishing cash bail. In other words, get caught committing a crime, go to jail, sign your name on a piece of paper, and you can walk out freely without having to post bond or bail. I feel sorry for the bail bond agents there. Those companies, they might as well close up shop, right? This type of radical measure will cripple the ability of cops to effectively do their jobs and will make doing their jobs much more dangerous by allowing these violent criminal thug animals to remain on the street. And the final piece of this puzzle is the left's war on cops has been orchestrated through a takeover of state attorney's offices, attorneys general, and progressive prosecutors who refuse to prosecute many crimes. Most misdemeanors are now simply dismissed, telling the criminals it's okay to be a criminal. They then become emboldened to commit greater and greater crimes, up to and including rape, robbery, murder, assault and battery, and of course, assassination of cops. These progressive, Democrat, woke, liberal prosecutors do not see their role as protecting law-abiding citizens anymore. They don't see their job as seeking justice for victims of crime. They don't see their purpose in life as punishing criminals, but rather they see themselves as some type of hero who can help dismantle the system from the inside out. Thousands upon thousands of felony cases have been dismissed in New Orleans, Chicago, Baltimore, Philly, New York, Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, Detroit, and other Democrat-run cities. Thousands upon thousands of arrest warrants have simply been canceled by these progressive Democrat prosecutors who think the only reason those people got arrested was because they were blafrican American. My friends, cops arrest people for committing crimes. They do so to protect you and to protect me from the criminals. How useless and ineffective must you feel as a police officer knowing that when you arrest someone for the commission of a crime and you take them to jail, they're laughing at you, spitting on you, and threatening your life, and within an hour, they're simply released by signing their little X on the box at the prosecutor's office 
and they get to go back out on the street running free, laughing at you, the man behind the badge. Violent criminals, gang members, felons, they're doing their crimes without the fear of risk of prosecution or incarceration. Cook County Chicago prosecutor Kim Fox has undermined the work of Chicago cops by dropping 25,000 felony cases. Just drop them, drop the charges. Instead of being held accountable, the criminals can be free to roam Chicago's street, committing more crimes, victimizing citizens, and of course now, attacking and killing police officers. I'm telling you folks, the war on police is a war on you and me and the civilization in which we reside. This is the beginning of the end of our nation of laws. That is going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program for Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Thanks for tuning in. I do appreciate it. I do this program as much for me as I do for you. And knowing that the listenership is growing makes me feel like what I am doing here is right and just. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. See you next time. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program, copyright 2021, The Truth Hurts Network. Thank you.